financial journey of a doctor is unique and complex. DPM Financial Services is a specialist medical financial advice firm that aims to educate doctors of Australia to make the right financial decisions and achieve their financial goals. DPM Financial Services is all about you getting the right advice that suits your personal and professional needs and making sure you have confidence in your financial future. Today, I'd like to welcome to the PodMD studio, Dino Miliotis from DPM. Dino is a certified practicing accountant who joined DPM in 2009. He looks after clients at all stages of their career, providing personalized tax, structuring and compliance advice, as well as assisting with overall planning and wealth creation. We do hope you enjoy this podcast, but please remember that this information discussed here is of a general nature and is not intended to serve as advice. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of DPM, not PodMD. DPM Financial Services recommends you obtain advice concerning specific matters before making a decision. Dino, thanks for talking to us today on PodMD. Thank you for having me, Peter. No problems at all. Uh, the topic of today's discussion is Tax Structuring 101 for doctors. Dino, can you briefly explain what tax structuring means? Great question, Peter. Uh, so in terms of tax structuring, we're really talking about uh, what sort of structure you have in place uh, around your business. A very simple tax structure is, for example, operating as a sole trader. That's where you yourself have an ABN and you're just operating in your own name. Uh, a more complex tax structure will typically involve things like trusts and companies. They would probably be more appropriate in instances where there's a more complex business that's being run. So for example, setting up a practice where you're owning rooms and then you're employing staff, that's where a more complex tax structure involving other entities uh, would be more appropriate. Okay, so what are the benefits in in, uh, in setting up specific structure? Well, why would we be coming to DPM to, to look at a, a structure? Yeah, so the benefits of setting up a structure, uh, are, there's a couple of them. So the primary one that's particular to the medical industry is around asset protection. So medical practitioners are operating in an industry uh, where they do have a higher professional liability risk uh, but of course, being in business as well uh, would increase risk because there's an inherent risk with, with operating a business. So having the right tax structure uh, offers a great way to provide some asset protection and to just uh, split that risk and, and almost compartmentalize your business risk from, let's say, your professional risk as a medical practitioner. Okay. The other great thing about um, setting up a structure is but it does offer a legitimate, legitimate way to reduce uh, the tax payable for your family group. The other benefits of, of setting up a tax structure uh, are that it does uh, give you the benefit of growing wealth for your family and to also create a business that is sellable. So for example, if I go back to my earlier example of someone operating as a sole trader and operating a, as a medical practitioner in particular under an ABN, well, it's very difficult for them to actually sell their business or their practice because that would just be themselves and they can't, of course, sell themselves. Whereas if they set up a structure, let's say using a company or trusts, uh, what they are able to do is to actually create systems and processes and, and a business they can then sell 
to either another practitioner if they're looking to transition to retirement or potentially another big group that might be looking to uh, acquire other practices. Okay, so yeah, like listening to those uh, points you make, Dino, that sounds like, uh, yeah, it's a really vital step for any of the doctors that are listening. So when would a doctor need that structuring advice? One of the biggest uh, triggers uh, around receiving structuring advice would be buying into a practice uh, or acquiring an, an existing practice or potentially setting up your own practice. That's really when you would be looking to engage someone like an accountant to start having that conversation around structuring. Another trigger that some practitioners might not think about is actual ownership of assets and liabilities. So earlier I mentioned asset protection and the benefits that uh, setting up a structure can provide around that. So potentially, let's say, if we wanted to set up a share portfolio, it might be worthwhile considering owning that in some sort of a structure, let's say a trust or a company, to achieve some asset protection by not holding it in, in our names personally. Do you find that uh, with the most medical uh, professionals that their structure at the start is quite simple, you know, just a sole trader, and, and then it becomes more complex? Yes, absolutely, Peter. Uh, most medical practitioners would more often than not start up as a sole trader. They would just have an ABN in their own name. They'd be potentially registered for GST if their turnover mandates that. And in time, as they, let's say, get into private practice, either buy into or get invited to buy into an existing practice or, or acquire another practice, that's really when they have to start thinking about uh, structuring things correctly. Part of this is also determined by the law and, um, and what you can and cannot do. The reality is, is that as medical practitioners, that they are professionals and they are being paid for their personal knowledge and exertion. So when it's just them seeing patients, they can't really get any tax benefits out of a structure. Whereas if they're starting to employ staff uh, or have other practitioners that they're working with, that's really when they can actually set up a, a tax structure. Okay. So what circumstances will be considered when recommending a, a particular uh, structure? Yeah, so really comes down to what are you trying to achieve? So I mentioned asset protection. That's definitely uh, one of the major factors. Another one is also trying to legitimately reduce the amount of tax that you and your family is paying. So then it comes down to looking at the types of entities. Well, what's really appropriate given what we're trying to achieve? Tr trusts, companies, there's, there's pros and cons to each of those. Uh, the other one is also... You know, whether, whether there is investments that are involved, property, shares, managed funds, cash. So depending on the types of investments that we're going to have, that can also determine what sort of structure uh, we have and what we put in place. Really, what most practitioners tend to end up with is a combination of different entities. It could be a mix of, of trusts and companies as well. Okay, you mentioned trusts for our doctors. Quite simply, what is a trust and, and, and how does it benefit the doctor? Yeah, great question. So a, a trust is really a legal entity uh, and, and a mechanism by way, by which you can uh, own assets. Uh, so the trust itself will hold the assets uh, on behalf of the nominated beneficiaries. 
So the benefit of that is that you're not holding any assets directly in your own name. You're holding them uh, for the benefit of, of typically your family group. And that's really where the asset protection comes into it. The fact that, for example, you're not owning for the practice premises in your own name. So that means that if there are uh, any legal issues, if, if you're being pursued for damages, that particular asset is not going to be available in your name. It's, it's being held in a separate entity. Okay. All right. Okay. I've got it. Now, so what added costs are associated with having a, a structure? Okay, so the reality is that if you've got a tax structure, it's going to increase the complexity of your finances and it's going to increase your, your compliance. Uh, so that means that uh, you will have additional annual tax compliance that you have to sort of meet. Typically, you'll have to do an additional tax return for each of the entities that you have set up. And there might also be some additional registration fees as well. So for example, companies have an annual ASIC uh, fee. The other item there is also you may want to have a review every so often to make sure that the actual structure that you've got is still appropriate. Uh, so you, there might be some legal fees uh, every, say, a couple of years or so uh, if, if anything needs to be changed. Now, the key point here that I do want to emphasize is that in putting a tax structure in place, you're not going to necessarily see the tax savings or the cost savings uh, immediately benefits will be more long-term. So it's important to bear that in mind, but at the same time, it's important to ask the question of your accountants, well, what are the costs involved uh, in setting this structure up? What are the costs involved in actually maintaining or running this structure from year to year? And on the flip side, what are the benefits? What are, what are my tax savings? What are my asset protection benefits in having this tax structure in place? So you mentioned trusts and, and companies. What, what sort of other sort of structures are, are available? Well, one of the, uh, one of the items that uh, a lot of your listeners may not take into consideration here is also the superannuation environment. So we typically all have a, a super account. Uh, if, if we're employees, we have to get that 9.5% super guarantee from your employer. So typically you may be with one of the industry funds. There are different funds out there, but, but that in itself is, is a form of tax structure. The great benefit of superannuation is that it does offer this lower tax environment. So unlike our marginal rates of tax, which can go all the way up to 45% plus 2% Medicare levy, once you're earning above 180,000, superannuation has a flat tax rate. At the moment, it's 15 and there are options around superannuation. So there's industry funds all the way to self-managed superannuation funds where you yourself can choose to own specific assets like your rooms, like shares in specific companies, other property. That should also be taken into consideration here as well. The flat rate of 15%, that sounds attractive. Uh, do you find a lot of doctors go down that line? Yeah, we do encourage all of our clients to consider superannuation and obviously there's financial planning considerations around superannuation. In particular, anything you put into super is going to be locked away until you reach retirement age. So you want to be careful about that. If you've got any upcoming cash requirements, you don't want to be putting every, every penny you've got into superannuation. But at the same time, it is worth considering maximizing the concessional cap that everyone has. That's currently $25,000 per annum that can go into superannuation and get taxed concessionally at that 15% rate. So 
Once I've actually got a structure in place, uh, whether it be simple or, or complex, how often do I need to, to review that structure? Well, ideally, you'll be having an annual conversation around what's going on with your structure with, with your accountants. Uh, of course, the financial accounts will need to be prepared. Tax returns will need to be prepared. Uh, so as part of this, inherently, there should be a conversation around whether it's still appropriate. Uh, if things have changed around the business, then there may need to be some changes around the tax structure. So, for example, changes in business ownership, uh, separation of spouses, that can actually uh, also trigger a review of, of the structure uh, and also changes in the legal and the tax code, of course. Yeah, you make some really good points there, uh, Dino. So in relation to, to tax planning, uh, are there events during the year that, that I should be aware of that, I, that should trigger for the doctors to come and see you for some tax planning? Or should we just have a, a, a regular tax planning meeting once a year? Yeah, great question, Peter. I think the reality is, ideally, you'd have that light up. So ideally, every year when you meet with your accountant to go through your tax compliance, so do the things that need to be done every year, like your tax return, um, that's really when you should be sitting down and having some conversations around tax planning. Um, ideally, during that meeting, uh, you'll be giving your accountant an update on your circumstances, changes in, let's say, your assets and liabilities, uh, changes in terms of your work arrangements, for example, uh, in terms of your, your uh, private practice or going into private practice. And that should then lead on to conversations around tax planning and, let's say, structuring if that's appropriate. Okay, terrific. Thanks uh, very much, Dino, for your time here on the PodMD studio. To sum up for us, uh, what would be the three take-home messages for uh, the basics of tax structuring for medical professionals? So the first point really is uh, it's important for medical practitioners to be structured appropriately given their circumstances. Uh, the second point is to discuss with your accountant when is the appropriate time to set up a structure. So again, if you're having annual conversations around your finances, around your circumstances and around your tax, not just doing a tax return, those should come out naturally. And the third point really is to ensure that uh, having a structure is really going to be worthwhile and that the benefits that you're going to get out of it are going to outweigh the costs of, of running and maintaining it. Terrific. Regina, thanks again for your time uh, today and, uh, and your insights uh, that you've provided. Thank you very much for having me, Peter.